This is Mike Jones with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. The city of Bentonville has a bond election on April 13th. The, the city will ask voters to extend a one-cent city sales tax to approve up to $266 million in bonds. Included in the bond issue is approximately $32 million uh, for parks improvements. With me today is Bentonville Parks and Recreation Director David Wright to talk about the bond projects. David, thanks for having me. Hey, Mike. Thanks for meeting with us today. Well, um, a lot of projects out there to get started. Uh, you know, I, I know in, in 2007 with the bond money there were a lot of things built. I mean, w tell us a little bit about this bond issue, just kind of an overview. Yeah, you know, the bond, you mentioned the bond in 2007, it really transformed um, parks and recreation from what we, what the parks department that Bentonville knew, um, let's say maybe 20 years ago to what, what it is today. That, that bond really put us in position to go from a maintenance only department into a full service um, parks and recreation department that offers the, the programs that we do and the quality of life amenities and um, attractions that we have. And so um, I, think, I think this is very similar to that. I mean, when you look at the projects that we've um, identified as part of this next project, um, it, it's just as transformational, um, maybe on a, on a different scale. Mm -hmm. but the truth of it is, is we're serving more residents than we did in 2007. Our infrastructure is different than what it was in 2007. It's, it's kind of time for Bentonville to take that next step, and that's what that puts us in position to do here. So there are four projects mm -hmm. in the bond issue. Um, it, it, let's just kind of go through those one by one. Um, I guess the I want to say the biggest one, but maybe maybe one of the more anticipated ones is the Eighth Street Gateway Park and the yeah. West Bentonville Trails. Yeah, so um, this is a this is a this is a really nice opportunity um, for us. About 18 months ago, um, representatives from Walmart came to us and said, "Hey, we've got um, we've got this land out here um, that would you be interested in it for a park?" And and as the conversations morphed it went from one lot of about 40 acres to there's an adjacent lot here and then the Walton family owns a lot adjacent to that and before you know it, it's a 100 acre um, donation and so um, the, the opportunity to have 100 acres really in the middle of town um, a block off of, of Walton from the Walmart home office um, it really does serve um, a number of our residents in the future. The, the unique thing about this is we kind of call this the Gateway Park. Um, it's the Gateway Park because right now as you drive in on 8th Street to, 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 to Bentonville, to the, to the corporate side, to the mm -hmm. commercial side of Bentonville, um, you really go through this untouched area of land that is the future 8th Street Gateway Park. Um, the flip side of that is at 5 o'clock as you're driving home, you go through this untouched land on your way home to to, to, to your house. And so that gateway, that park will really be the gateway from residential side of Bentonville to the commercial side of Bentonville. There's, um, there's a number of things that we'll do inside of a 100 acre park, but the main thing that we do um, is, is land preservation. I mean, there's, I mean we're, we're not gonna touch um, at least you know, significantly change about 85% of the land that's out there it remains open, passive green space. Um, but there's a lot you can do with open passive green space. Anything from a family picnic to throwing a frisbee um, to maybe a round of, um, of, of disc golf or something mm -hmm. along those lines. But there's also segments of, of, of activity that are built in. So when you're on the when you're on the west side of the park, we're really close to homes at that point. And so one of the things that we want to make sure 
we're doing is treating that part of the park like a neighborhood park. We want to be friendly to the adjacent neighborhood um, that's there. So you'll see a pretty passive s s section. There's, there's walking tracks um, and, and trails that are in there, but there's also an area for pavilion with bocce ball courts and maybe a volleyball court. A lot of things that you see in a, in a normal neighborhood park, you'll see that on this west side of this park. As we find our way, as we continue east, we eventually get to the center of the park, or we call the park core. Um, this is the area that's around uh, Melissa Drive, where Melissa intersects with, with 8th Street. And that's where the high level activity will be. There's a, um, one of the main things we heard from our citizens as we talked about what would you like to see in this park is, I had so many people come to me like, David, have you been to the Gathering Place in Tulsa? And yes, I have been to the Gathering Place in Tulsa, and it's a phenomenal destination. Um, what we want to build, though, isn't exactly the Gathering Place. We don't want to take the blueprints from the Gathering Place and put over here. And quite frankly, the Gathering Place costs 400 plus million dollars. Mm -hmm. We don't have 400 million to, to build. However, I think when you dig deeper and you ask our citizens, what is it about the Gathering Place that you really like? It was the cool playgrounds. It was the destination style playgrounds. How do we have playgrounds that can captivate our young people's attention for not 20 minutes like a typical, you know, $150,000 playground does? How do we captivate their attention for an hour or two hours? And so that's exactly what we're doing. There's there's a, a gathering place quality play structure that's in there. It's larger than an acre in size. It'll cost anywhere from 900 to a million, 900,000 to a million dollars. And so it really will have that play value part of that. There's a hardscape plaza. It will be the home of a number of festival types of events or um, um, different types of functions that we can do in there. There'll be um, food truck parking. One of the things we really anticipate is um, when, when the weather's nice, you know, really from, from mid-March to let's say November 15th type time frame, we're going to park food trucks in there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because we hear more and more people say that they want to spend a day at the park and mm -hmm. the biggest obstacle that is that you have to take your own food. Yeah. How do we provide that for them while they're, while they're there? Um, and then as you go further uh, west, or sorry, I'm sorry, as you go further east, um, you end up to the east side of the park and, um, and that's a very ecologically sensitive area. Um, and we're, we're going to respect that. And so we're going to take care of the stream that goes through there. We're going to build boardwalks around it. We're going to use that as an education piece to our community. The lesson to be learned right there is, is right through that area is kind of the crest mm -hmm. of the watershed. And everything, goes, everything that goes towards the south drains towards the Osage Creek and eventually onto the Illinois River. Everything north of that goes to the Little Sugar Creek and onward to um, the Elk River, and so we want to preserve that 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 crest, and, and but also educate people about you know what the value of that land, not maybe not from a price tag standpoint, but an ecological standpoint. The feature of that is the Sky Bridge. There is a ring around it, around those two areas that crosses Eighth Street that you'll be able to um, ride your bicycle or walk on. Um, not quite a mile in, in length, probably about three quarters of a mile in length when it's all said and done, but it's elevated at least on that east side of the road. It ought to be a really neat, really neat park when it's all built. So I, um, the park is uh, envisioned as kind of three separate elements, kind of an yeah. east, a core, and a west, and then I understand uh, the core park will be part of what the $5 million from the bond issue will, will pay will be essentially the core part of the park. So what, what we plan to do is take the $5 million um, from, from the bond, provided it's approved, and then we, we will write grants and try to build as much of that park as we possibly can. The full build-out is about a $20 million project. Mm -hmm. 
um, and, and we're only asking for five, um, quite frankly, because I think it's all we could really afford um, um, th through the bond mechanism. But we will try to come up with a little bit more to be able to build a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, we will start with that park core piece, and I would tell you that that's, that is at least phase one. Mm -hmm. um, if I can get that enough funding to assist on that um, on the west side, serving the neighborhoods, that would be that would be the second priority in that. Mm -hmm. Would love to at least be able to build those those first seventy acres, and then come back with phase three would be the uh, the, the east park. Um, in the end, it is. I'd love to be able to build all of it one time. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be the most economical, mm -hmm. um, but there's also a maintenance component to that as well. Mm -hmm. We got to we got to figure out not just how do we construct it. We got to think about beyond that of how do we maintain and make sure that we make that we keep this hundred acres at the quality of our citizens have come to expect in our park system. Mm -hmm. that, that that's that's the way we want to maintain our park system, and, and that's what we'll do. So it'll be a thought out procedure of how we go about construction. But you're exactly right, Mike. Phase one will at least be that park core parse. So will there be public, pri private public partnerships to raise the other fifteen million? I, I think I think possibly there could be a, a, an effort to try to raise some of that um, additional funding in the future. Um, it, it really just it really just depends. You know, I think the main thing is, is we got to get through the got to get through the bond, see mm -hmm. if this is something our citizens want to do, and then beyond that, we'll start working with both local partners, but also you know our state and federal partners. Mm -hmm. There there's grants out there to help us write these exact type of projects um, or underwrite these types of, of projects and, um, and we'll tap into every avenue that we possibly can to, to make that come to fruition. So one last question on 8th Street Gateway. Um, I, I think the city has some information out there that 58% of the citizens live west of Waltham Boulevard and I think you've said that only 8% of the public parkland is over there. Uh, how did that how did that discrepancy happen? Yeah. So, um, so the number that you're referring to in 2017, when we parked, when we passed the Parks and Recreation um, Master Plan, it was known as the Play Bentonville Plan. Um, a stat came to us in that process that 58% of our residents reside west of Walton Boulevard, but only 8% of our public park space and trails. Um, was on that side. It, it happened because that's where the growth occurred. Mm -hmm. and, and as the growth occurred between, let's say, 1990 and, and today, it just happened so fast the city wasn't necessarily aggressive enough in going out and buying um, lands to do that. Sure. What we've been able to do since 2007, so in the you know, 30 months or so since we've passed that master plan, we have finished Citizens Park. Um, we've renovated, renovated uh, Wildwood Park. Mm -hmm. We're about to start the 28th Street Park. Um, like Bentonville's been completely renovated. Um, Kohler um, has, has come on board. Osage Park um, will open late that year. So um, we're putting a dent into that. We're still not there, Mike. Yeah. So we still have work to do on the west side of our community. If 58% of our residents reside west of Walton Boulevard, the goal is to have 58% of our land west. Mm -hmm. Um, west of Walton Boulevard. We've got to get to where our citizens' homes are at. We don't want people to have to drive their car to their parks to be able to enjoy their, their leisure time. We want people to, to be able to walk or ride their bicycles um, and just be closer to their home. And we want to enhance their home, enhance their neighborhood, and um, enhance their quality of life. And so to do that, we've got to make sure it's not across town from them. Um, another project involves the Quilt of Parks downtown. Yeah. Uh, a couple of projects that are involved uh, in that uh, part of the bond, once again, it's a it's a five million uh, dollar uh, piece for actually two pieces. 
uh, if you would uh, break those down for us. Yeah, so, so the Quilta Parks, the master plan for Quilta Parks is really about connecting the downtown public spaces, Lawrence Plaza, Compton Gardens, Crystal Bridges to the north, um, to Dave Peel Park, and a future um, park called the Commons to the south, squares in the middle of that. And so what we want to do is to be able to connect all of those spaces. We're going to connect that with a, with a really nice pedestrian-only promenade. We're going to turn A Street that runs from, um, you know, the, the, the east side of the square in front of the county courthouse mm -hmm. um, in front of restaurants such as Tuscan Trotter and um, Tavola and then onward down towards um, 21C. Um, we'll turn that into a pedestrian-only promenade. That's the connection piece. That's how you connect Lawrence Plaza to Dave Pill Park. Now, what we're going to do with the bond money is we will go in and we will renovate Dave Pill Park to one of those, I mentioned gathering place mm -hmm. earlier, a gathering place quality place structure that's in there. Dave Pill Park has been the community's um, playground for a long time. It sits, I always say, like I say, that the squares are the community's living room. Um, well, Dave Hill Park is the, the playground that's in, the, in your backyard. Um, we want that to remain that. We want it to remain a destination for our citizens and our, um, especially our young families that, that, that live in town. And so we want to provide that amenity that's there. It's a complete renovation of that park. We're going to preserve the trees. We're going to enhance the playground. We're going to add some plaza type space that we can bring food trucks in throughout, you know, on the weekends or some of our high activity areas. Um, and, and, but the other thing that Dave Peel does, and the Commons will do the same thing, and I'll tell you about the Commons in just mm -hmm. a second, is that it gives us more programmable space downtown. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is that when you look at, when you look at First Friday, when you look at the Bentonville Film Festival, you look at the Farmer's Markets events, Bentonville Square has really become the epicenter of events in Benton County, maybe even Northwest Arkansas. Um, and, and the events aren't small, Mike. I mean, there, it, you know, there's, there's 5,000 people at a First Friday event. There's, there's 2,000 people at every farmer's market on Saturday morning. Um, and we're cramming this into this quarter of an acre lot on the downtown square. And, and, you know, when we walk on the street or we walk on the sidewalk, that's fine, all well and good. But when we get off of that, it puts a lot of people in the landscape beds. It puts a lot of people on the tree roots that are down there. And so it's just, we're, quite frankly, we're a victim of our own success. We've got too many people coming to these events. Um, in this quarter of a lot. The, the Parks and Recreation Department, and we're proud to, to do this, but every Monday morning we basically come back in there and we rebuild the landscape beds after the damage they've occurred over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We think by adding some additional programming space at Dave Peel Park in the Commons, we can take some of that pressure off of the square, make the square a little more sustainable, and the long-term health of the trees and the landscaping that are there um, will be improved because of that. So I mentioned the Commons a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what the Commons is. Today, <clears throat> today the Commons is a 140-car parking lot, um, and and our proposal is to take that 140-car parking lot and transform it into um, a a programmable plaza-type space um, that allows um, additional outdoor dining to occur in, in in downtown. It gives a permanent stage in downtown that. You know, I had a meeting yesterday with DBI that we'd th be thinking about live music that are, would occur on that, you know, maybe every Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm -hmm. night during the warm, warm weather months. How do we program that space to continue to bring people to downtown Bentonville 
um, not just the first Friday of the month, but we're talking every night of the week mm -hmm. th th throughout the year. And so, um, mention the stage. I mentioned, um, or I should mention that I have an observation area that's that's soft in nature, so it, that means grass and landscaping mm -hmm. that's there. But again, a lot of um, plaza-like area. Now, what we want to do in that plaza-like area is actually add some activities in there that are a little bit different. And so, so you'll have trees, and we want to provide shade and have the right type of atmosphere, but you're going to see like permanent cornhole um, um, areas or outdoor ping pong tables mm -hmm. or things that you can do that um, really just keeps you downtown just a little bit longer. Now, you should ask me, and you, you probably will, Mike, um, David, what, what, are, what are you thinking? taking a 140-car parking lot and turning it into a plaza, don't you think parking is difficult in downtown Bentonville? And I think a lot of people answer that question, well, yeah, parking is difficult in downtown Bentonville. Um, and we, we've, certainly, we've certainly thought about that before we ever put this in front of the community. So here's the deal. Right now, there are two parking garages under construction mm -hmm. as we speak. One literally right outside my office mm -hmm. window here at the Downtown Activity Center. Um, so those two parking garages will be built and will, will be available for the public to use um, in some form or capacity, mm -hmm. uh, uh, at least during the, during the um, non-peak hours of downtown. The third is actually very close to the commons. And when I say very close, it's you know, maybe a quarter of a block down the road. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it is scheduled to be under construction late this year. Mm -hmm. We won't start that project until that third parking garage is up. There's a ribbon cut and it's usable by the public. Um, I, I don't know an estimated time frame. My gut tells me that's probably January of, of 23, um, um, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't start that project until that third project there. By then we've got a net gain mm -hmm. of the parking spaces in, in downtown, even after you remove that 140, and, and it really ought to alleviate a lot of the parking issues that, that our citizens experience when they try to come downtown. So um, yeah, that's the thought process. I mean, that, it'll really enhance that downtown experience, um, and, and that's the vision, is that as we build out the entire Quilta Parks, not just these two spaces, um, the entire Quilta Parks, is we're really defining what downtown Bentonville is. Um, and make it a lot more attractive to our residents and visitors who, who come to town. Um, getting back to one part uh, that you mentioned earlier, the A Street Promenade is not part of the bond issue. That would that would be, yeah, built. Uh, that, that's correct. Yeah. So so we're using other funding to build the promenade piece, um, but it's important to know that if 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 we're going to take the bond money that mm -hmm. our citizens are investing. In, in this project, and we're going to do Dave Peel in the Commons um, on the south side, mm -hmm. and Lawrence Plaza is already complete on the mm -hmm. north side. Compton Gardens and Crystal Bridges are, you know, are there, and the attraction that they that they both are. Um, the city's going to work really hard on that promenade piece to to make that become a reality. It may not happen right away, but it's something that I hope you would see in the next five years. Mm -hmm. Um, the next part of the bond issue is is one that's going to take up a huge chunk of of, of the thirty two million yeah. that's in the issue, and that's a yeah. uh, uh, a massive re re renovation at Phillips Park. Yeah. You're looking at about $15 million. Uh, you know, I, the, Phillips Park is kind of that old traditional park that you and I have talked about yeah. before, back when parks were built as essentially b ball fields and picnic tables. That's right. That's you right. know, and uh, it gets a ton of use, and uh, it, 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 it needs some work. It gets a ton of use, and it has a lot of value in our community. There's a lot of kids that benefit from from Phillips Park, but the truth of it is, is that when you when you look at Phillips Park, maybe from a bird's eye view, let's like look down on it. 
there's 50 acres of land out there, and, and right now there's five ball fields on 50 acres. It's a very inefficient design. Mm -hmm. Now, how'd that happen? Um, you know, Mike, mm -hmm. I mean, you, we're, we're, we're grown fellas, you know, yeah. we're, we're not spring chickens anymore, but, but when we were kids, there were people the age of our parents that were out there building that park by their hand. So this is, this is literally, you know, the 70s and the 80s, there were volunteers that would bring their own farm equipment to town and they would plow up those fields and they would grade that land, they would build those fences, they would build those dugouts, um, and they'd finish that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'd acquire a little bit more land, they'd do the whole process over again. Mm -hmm. um, and so you ended up with five fields. So, so we're lucky to have Phillips Park because quite frankly, we had a lot of well-intended um, parents who just wanted a place for their kids to play baseball. As it's morphed over the last, let's say, five decades, um, you look at Phillips Park and you're like, you know, our town's bigger than that now, mm -hmm. and we may deserve a little bit better. Um, I remember when I started this job 13 years ago, my first day on the job, Mayor McCaslin and Troy Galloway put me in the car and they drove me to Phillips Park and like, we need to do something here. And on, on the first day, I said, you're, you're exactly right, but I don't think you've got enough bond money in the 2007 vote to really do what we need to do right here. Mm -hmm. um, so what we've done over the years at Phillips Park is we have a master plan. We, we have an idea of what it is we'd like it to look like. Um, we know that we can build between nine and 13 ball fields on that 50 acres of space. And even by doing that, leave ourselves some, some green space that we can use as multi-purpose areas or just some passive recreation space to serve the residents who are starting to move into par apartments over over in that area. So um, that even if we build a full 13 fields, we've still got room for expansion um, m moving forward. You know, if, when you when you sit back and you look at all the growth in Northwest Arkansas, and you say, okay, um, when's the last time that that Bentonville really added sports fields or they added a sports complex? If you think about this, um, since that time, Rogers has built two sports complexes. Springdale has built three sports complexes, Fayetteville has built two sports complexes, and Bentonville has built zero. Um, and so it, it's time that Bentonville really invest in, um, in, in Phillips Park. We invest in um, adding that type of infrastructure for our, our young people that live here. Um, and we know there will be a return, not just for our citizens um, who live here, but we see this as a real economic driver, economic boost for us to be able to attract the top sports tournaments in the state and this part of the country um, to our town. The last part of the bond issue is, is another $5 million project um, to the Melvin Ford Aquatic Center at uh, Memorial Park. I think if you're a Bentonville resident, whether it's a longtime resident or you've just moved here, you know about the pool. Yeah. Uh, you know about uh, you know certainly know about Memorial Park, but that that pool is 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 the hub of everything that seems to go on out yeah. there, and, and certainly gets a lot of use. Uh, talk a little bit about what it what it is now, yeah. and what it's going to become in the okay. future, and you know, and just how how it's going to be the best of both worlds when it gets done. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people don't know that that the pool is located in Memorial Park because of the growth of Walmart. Um, back in the 80s, the city park was actually located. And south, on Southwest 8th and Southwest A, where the big fire station yeah. is. And, and the city pool was, was right there. And then Walmart was growing. They actually came um, to the city and they said, you know, we understand this is the city park. We really need this for a parking lot for our growing company. 
um, would the city be interested in us buying this land for you? And part of that payment was that we will go over here and we will build you um, Memorial Park. And so the city council elected to do that. And that was the birth of Memorial Park and in turn Memorial Park Swimming Pool, Melbourne Ford Aquatic Center. Um, and, in, and when it opened in 1992, a 50-meter pool, an Olympic-sized swimming pool, was state-of-the-art. And from a municipal pool standpoint, that was the best thing you could do. And, and what we've seen in the last three decades with municipal parks and municipal park pools um, is that they, they've changed. The 50-meter pool is kind of, it's out of style, if you will, because what we've learned in our industry is what do kids really do in a 50-meter pool that at the shallowest point is three to three and a half feet deep? Well, that five and six-year-old kid just spends their time jumping up and down, staying above water. Mm -hmm. There's only so many activities that you can do. You can play Marco Polo for so long. Mm -hmm. You can you know, throw the ball or the Frisbee to each other for so long. You can float in an inner tube for so, for so long. So that 50-meter pool is well, it is perfect for swim teams, it's perfect for competitions, perfect for master swim. It's not perfect anymore for the young five, six-year-old kid or the young families that just want to play in water. Mm -hmm. what, what are those people looking for? And so, and so again, what you've seen since the 90s is more and more municipalities are adding pools with play value, water slides, adventure rivers, literally playgrounds on the water. And then those of you who have been to the Bentonville Community Center, you see this inside mm -hmm. the natatorium at the BCC. Um, and you see the amount of use of that because that's really where the public demand now lies. So what we're proposing at Melvin Ford Aquatic Center is a $5 million addition to add play value um, to, to, to that pool. Um, it will have a zero depth entry and it will have that playground on water with different slides and you know where the water's squirting out at you and all that, all those fun things. It'll have a, an adventure river with a vortex pool in the middle of it and then it will have large commercial level um, water slides similar to what you see at a whitewater, similar to what you see at water parks in Springdale, Rogers, and Silent Springs um, and it really will add a different level of play there for the people who visit that. The other thing that it will do is it enhances our competitive swim programs. And what I mean by that is that we have to limit the number of swim meets that we can host in that pool because it's, it's our only outdoor public pool in the summertime and we don't want to restrict the use of the citizens for a 200-person swim meet that may, may occur. This gives us the opportunity to host a swim meet in that 50-meter pool and then block off that section and still allow people to use the other two pools that we had that has all the play value. So. So where the, where the aquatic center sits at, you know, you have a parking lot in front, you have fields to the back of it. How, how's, that, how's the expansion going to work? Yeah, the, 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 the growth of Melbourne Ford actually build, goes towards the ball field. Okay. So we go over um, towards yeah, the, the grass, that grass area yeah. that, that's out there. We, we will eat up a little bit of that parking lot. But by, by, what I mean by that is you're probably going to lose four to eight parking spaces, but the growth goes back towards the fields. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wrapping it up, David, if you would, just kind of summarize what, what you think this bond issue for the parks could could mean, could mean to yeah. the city of Bentonville when, when you add these four <clears throat> upgrades, uh, improvements, newness mm -hmm. uh, with, with the 8th Street Gateway Park. Uh, could this be like 2007 all over again? I mean, just kind of summarize how big this could be if it passes. You know, um, Yes, to answer your question, yes, it could be like 2007 all over again. Bentonville is a growing community. We're growing by dozens of people per day, um, and you know that equates to thousands of people a, a, 
per year, and that's we don't see that stopping. There, there, there are population projections out there that show when Bentonville will hit 100,000 um, people, and it's and it's not that far off. And so, where we've doubled in population in the last 10 to 15 years, that may very well happen again in the next 20. And so, we need to be prepared to serve those residents long term. We talk about the transformation that's occurred in the in the last decade from the from the what downtown Bentonville was versus what it is now, and you start looking at other parts of the community that sits in the same position. I, I just don't see that momentum ending in our town. Um, as long as we're being progressive in the way that we're building facilities and adding amenities and wanting our community to really be the community of choice for people to live in. We want people that when they come to Northwest Arkansas to work for the companies that, that are here, we want them to choose Bentonville to, to live in. As long as we have these amenities, um, th th they will continue to choose us the way they're doing right now. What we're doing, what we're doing with this, is that we're updating our park system the same way we did in 2007. We're updating our park system. We're going to serve more residents. We're going to be able to give people better access to our parks, better access to our trail systems because we're putting new amenities in new spaces. We're redefining what downtown Bentonville is. We're, we're we will serve more people by that. We will be a better. Um, a better canvas for our for our, our businesses to uh, invest in and paint their picture on that canvas and how they function and live their life in downtown Bentonville. So I think that this park's bond, along with all the other amenities that are included in this bond, from the library to the transportation to the public safety side, really does take Bentonville to another level the same way that bond, that bond did in 2007. Well, David, I uh, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate your time. It's been an honor. Thanks, Mike. Thank this is Mike Jones with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Look for the Bond story in Sunday's edition.